You're listening to The Higher Ed Marketer, a podcast geared towards marketing professionals in higher education. This show will tackle all sorts of questions related to student recruitment, donor relations, marketing trends, new technologies, and so much more. If you're looking for conversations centered around where the industry is going, this podcast is for you. Let's get into the show. Welcome to the Higher Ed Marketer Podcast. I'm Troy Singer here with my co-host Bart Kaler. And every week we interview higher ed marketers that we admire for the benefit and hopefully the betterment of the entire higher ed community. Today, we have a very dynamic guest. It's Dr. Tim Bowling, who is the Chief Marketing and Graduate Enrollment Officer and also a teaching professor at the Mendoza School of Business and Marketing at Notre Dame. He brings it with his presentation today. He really does. He's got such a dynamic presentation. You can tell that he really knows what he's talking about. He's developed what he calls the smart marketing playbook out of his years and years of experience in industry. He's one of those individuals, like many of the guests that we've had and, and people that I know in higher ed marketing who have made the transition out of you know traditional business into the ranks of higher ed marketers and really passionate about what he's doing. And you can tell that in everything that he says. There's a lot packed into this episode. And so I really encourage you to listen to that. And I'll also just make a note that Tim is the second guest that we've had on who has won the American Marketing Association Higher Ed Marketer of the Year. He won it for for, uh, 2021. Ethan Braden from Purdue won it in 2020. And so, you know, the caliber of these guests and the the wisdom that they can bring, pull out your notebook because there's a lot of really good things to walk away with. You can see the common thread in both of them through that passion, through that expertise and how they deliver it so easily. Yeah, very articulate. Yes, very much so. Here's our interview with Dr. Tim Bowling. Please help me welcome Tim Bowling, Chief Marketing and Graduate Enrollment Officer and Teaching Professor of Marketing at the University of Notre Dame to the Higher Ed Marketer Podcast. And before we get into the topic, which is how Notre Dame uses this wonderful, smarter marketing and enrollment playbook for massive success, if you would tell us a little bit about the school that you are over, Tim, and I mean, we all know about Notre Dame, but I believe that you are with the business school. That's right, uh, Troy, and thank you for that welcome uh, introduction. Uh, delighted to be here with uh, both you and Bart. Tim Bowling, Chief Marketing Graduate Enrollment Officer at the Mendoza College of Business, uh, of course, which is part of uh, the University of Notre Dame. Uh, we're a business school uh, steeped in uh, tradition, 100 years. We just celebrated our centennial, and I've been at Notre Dame since uh, January 2019, and it's been just a, a great, great journey, and we're just getting started. That's wonderful. And we are going to talk about this wonderful tool that you utilize. It's the Smart Marketing and Enrollment Playbook. And in our earlier conversation, you mentioned that this actually came out of the private sector. And through your journey of going into higher ed, you were able to bring it in, adapt it, and it still delivers success. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Happy to. So after spending 25 years in industry, always having one foot planted in academia, I decided to put two feet firmly in academia and return to my alma mater where I received my doctorate, uh, and that was Georgia State University. At the 20 plus years in industry, I had the opportunity to test, refine, build, deploy best practices from a customer engagement perspective. 
In this particular playbook, we call it the Smarter Marketing and Recruitment Playbook uh, in higher education, akin to a Smarter Marketing and Sales Playbook uh, in the commercial sector. And you know, really those key tenants uh, that uh, work very effectively in industry or commercial space also work in higher education. The, the playbook really is grounded on a couple of key tenants. Uh, certainly, you know, knowing thy customer very deeply uh, here from a, a data-driven perspective with a key depth of understanding of who the target audience is in higher education, that would be prospective students. We then ensure that we deliver a meaningfully unique and distinct value proposition, a brand narrative, if you will, that makes a case for why. And, you know, delighted here at Notre Dame, we have embarked on elucidating a new brand narrative, driving a smarter marketing and recruitment playbook that has been very well received, very well received. Frankly, when I moved into academia, I wasn't sure if it was going to work because it worked so effectively in, in industry. And, you know, everyone talks about the differences between higher ed and industry, but this framework is industry agnostic. And is you know really elevating the the brand reputation, the the brand equity of of Notre Dame. Similarly for for Georgia State, before I decided to come uh, here to Notre Dame, and I would assert is effective path forward for all institutions, universities, colleges, state schools, private you know, and so forth. Uh, I have not yet seen a situation where it doesn't work, which is pretty exciting. That's great. And I, I really like, you know, some of the premise that you started out, and we're going to kind of peel this back a little bit and talk a little bit more about this. But I think that the idea of data driven, you know, you, you and I both and all three of us have been in the industries for, for years. I think that we are living in, in a little bit of a unique time frame where 25, 30 years ago, we didn't have access to the kind of data that we have today. And I'm sure that you guys are really utilizing that. And that's a big part of the playbook. Tell us a little bit about some of the data that you're pulling and utilizing for your messaging and how you're doing things. Great question, Bart. From a data perspective, data is the heartbeat of modern marketing. It's the, the heartbeat of our smarter marketing recruitment playbook. What data do we look at and leverage? frankly, on a daily basis. Let me share with you a couple of real examples. So to determine what our brand narrative is, we went through a journey, a journey to really understand what makes Notre Dame, Mendoza College of Business meaningfully distinct. And we leverage a number of traditional you know, data sources, right? Uh, surveys, focus groups, really, you know, had a chance, frankly, to read the founding documents of our, our college really looking to understand what makes us us and makes us meaningfully different to, you know, everyone else, right? A uh, lot of sea of sameness going on across higher education. If you look at the messages that we communicate, therefore we want to, you know, cut through the clutter, make sure we connect in a very foundational, emotional, and transformational level with those right fit students. So, you know, we embarked upon this journey and landed on Grow the good in business. That is our imperative from a Mendoza College of Business. In fact, I have it right behind me here. Grow the good in business. So that's one way in which we determine our brand narrative, those key messages. But let me add to it what is so, so important. The data-driven orientation from a digital first model perspective enables us to understand what works and doesn't work. We here at, uh, at Notre Dame Mendoza College of Business have put in market a couple thousand ads it may sound like a lot, 
But let me share with you how you get to that. All of them, you know, on message, all laddering to our, our brand narrative, which uh, speaks to a community of mutual advancement, speaks to integral leadership development, speaks to, you know, this notion of experiential learning that uh, we believe is uniquely at Notre Dame. But from a messaging standpoint across a digital ecosystem, everything is instrumented. Every single touch point is instrumented interconnected across an integrated marketing communication plan and spins off intelligence. So the three eyes, if you will, you know, this notion of instrumented, interconnected, intelligent, we can in real time understand what messages are being completely ignored. And more importantly, what messages are being engaged with such that we double down on what works and we change or stop what doesn't. Often what I find uh, in uh, across many industries, you may have a great strategy, but often we employ, not here at Notre Dame, but often schools grapple with this, what I call a set and forget strategy. Build an incredible strategy and then put it in market and wait and see and wait and see. And then, you know, surprisingly, it may not work. So what we do is what we call sense and respond. Every day we are measuring the degree of engagement with all of our messages. And let me share the notion of it's not one message. It's a personalized message based on data back to the persona that is the right fit student. So the messages we deliver help us shape the class profiles, enhance the diversity, enhance the women in business. We're business school, so you know, women in business and so forth. So we're very targeted in these key segments that you know we believe can just continue to elevate the brand equity of Notre Dame, Mendoza College of Business, and certainly, of course, the programs themselves. That's great. And I know you kind of mentioned those three eyes. And I know in our pre-conversation, we talked a little bit about the what the smart marketing playbook is built on, what those what those tenants are. Are, are those three eyes the tenants of the of the playbook, or is there something different that you kind of are using as the tenants of the playbook? Yeah. So when we look at the the smarter marketing playbook, it is absolutely data driven. That's central to it. It really, really is. I'd add on top of it this notion of having a compelling value proposition. So you know, really, what is your you know unique value proposition? And you use data to you know deliver that from a digital first perspective. So digital is, is key. And then you know, frankly, talent is everything. It really, really is. So I would just, you know, share also, I'm so, you know, proud of the team. They are just delivering with excellence, being very focused every day, living the, the values of Notre Dame and, you know, being a force for good in the world, if you will, helping those, you know, leaders of today and tomorrow, right, to become the best versions of themselves and so forth. So that I think those are some of the, the key pillars has helped us deliver on what I call the quinfecta. So, you know, from a Quinfecta, if I may, shall I pivot to that now or do you have a different? So Quinfecta, one day I was sitting in my office and we've got these key metrics on my my whiteboard. You know, key metrics that I would assert every school, big school, small school, public, private, et cetera, should be thinking about. Right. And that is, you know, the interest, the reputation of your institution could be measured, should be measured at least to some extent in terms of, you know, the applications. Right. What types of applicants are, are being, you know, uh, interested uh, in your institution? And let me share what the Quinn fact is across the enrollment journey. And this enrollment journey is, is really, really important. Then the notion of applications submitted. That's one of the five Quinfecta elements. We've seen a surge in interest from a, a application standpoint. And it's not just 
applications, although we love to see that increase, it's the type of applicants that are actually applying. Hence, that we're able to increase our selectivity. What does that mean? We've got uh, student, you know, a, an elevation in you know best fit, right fit students. In addition to that, the matriculated students have increased. So the first three of the five Quinfecta applications submitted increased, selectivity increased, matriculated students increased. In addition to that, I'm very pleased to say the academic quality, academic readiness has improved as well. So we're business school, graduate school. We'll talk about that here. What does that mean? That means the GMAT scores, GRE scores, undergraduate GPAs, average work experience. And the fifth component of the Quinfecta that I'm actually most proud of is the diversity. We have elevated the diversity within our classrooms, whether it's women in business, underrepresented minorities. It's just a, a fantastic five for five that, you know, I'm optimistic. Actually, we're going to go back to back with the five for fives with where we are right now in our enrollment cycle. Some of our programs already at over 100 percent increase year to year in applications after seeing significant year-over-year increases the last two years since we've deployed the, the Smarter Marketing Playbook uh, here at, uh, at Notre Dame. That's great. Would you be able to share some of the outcomes, positive outcomes that you have realized? Sure, happy to. So I'll go back to a point I mentioned a moment ago, which I'd, I'd encourage everyone listening that's in the higher ed space to, to think about, and that is this notion of enrollment journey. It's really important to understand who those right fit prospective students are and their journey to your institutions, knowing, of course, they're potentially likely applying to multiple schools, right? So what we look at from an enrollment journey standpoint is across all of our, our programs, how are we showing up at that inquiry stage? When somebody across a digital ecosystem you know, shares their name, their email address, their phone number perhaps, reaches out and wants to talk to a, an admissions you know, leader. The notion of inquiry stage. Then we look at created apps. We look at submitted apps. We look at admits and then ultimately enrollment and matriculation. And at each of those stages in, I'll call it the enrollment journey, we have key metrics that we look at program by program, and then collectively. Let me give you a couple of data points here as you, you ask. So from a data point perspective, we've delivered a 40% increase in inquiries, a 25% increase in created apps, 29% increase in submitted apps, 26% increase in admits, and 30% increase in enrollment. So I look at this on an ongoing basis, those key parameters, and when everything's green, Green is good. We like green, uh, especially here at uh, Notre Dame, right? Go Irish and like the green. So those are all green right now and, and looking very positive going forward. So those are the specific metrics. And of course, we do this at an all program level and then also program by program, our MBA program versus our specialized masters versus our executive programs and so forth. That's great. So you kind of talked a little bit about, you, you touched on those three different programs that you're kind of utilizing the playbook in. How is that collaboratively working? I mean, obviously, you're doing personas for each of the different programs. You're developing that enrollment journey and measuring those different programs. But talk to me a little bit about how those different aspects of the different programs collaborate underneath all of this. Sure, sure, Bart. So it is very much a collaborative, you know, transparent process, frankly. Let me share with you the, the dashboard. The dashboard that I have on my computer that I, you know, look at every day actually is the same dashboard that's on the dean's computer as well. 
Frankly, he doesn't look at it, but if he wanted to, he certainly can, right? Uh, and in addition to that, of course, there's academic program directors, there's marketeers, there's admissions, you know, and so forth. So we've got, you know, the single source of the truth is how I refer to it, uh, right? Everybody's opinions are welcomed. You know, everyone's entitled to their opinion. I welcome it all, but they're not entitled to their own set of data, right? So, so we have one single source of the truth that's then, you know, a real-time dashboard, which has been great, drives tremendous transparency and accountability and, and teamwork, right? It's a very collaborative, it's a team sport. It really, really is. And, you know, that's not just for a dashboard, that's also from a persona perspective. The personas are built with marketeers, admissions team members, student services, career services, academic program directors, students, as well as those individuals who have applied to Notre Dame, Mendoza College and Business, and for whatever reason, chose to go somewhere else, right? So it's a very kind of wide inputs here from a data perspective and collaboration on the personas, on the message, I call it message hierarchies or the, the message maps. Uh, we've got personas and message maps built for each of our programs such that we can deliver personalized messages based on that program and the right fit students for the program. Our MBA students are different than our fifth year, you know, specialized masters. They're different than the executive MBA. So we've got clarity on who those prospective students are that we would like to continue to cultivate and see in our classrooms and, you know, what messages resonate and what messages don't resonate, right? So that's how we look at it from a collaboration standpoint. That's great. And I'm sure even to, down to the, the modality of the delivery of the messaging, I'm sure that, you know, the way that you're going to be talking to an executive education prospect, you know, a corporate CIO or CFO or, you know, CEO is going to be different than, you know, the modality that you might do for a, you know, an older generation Z who's getting ready to go into their MBA program. Tell me a little bit about that. I mean, are there, are there ways that you're doing that differently? Yeah, so, so you're exactly right. And, you know, each program is unique. Each program has their own priorities, if you will, even, you know, domestic versus international, STEM based versus non-STEM based, right? Undergraduates who are liberal arts versus undergraduates who are business students. So we look at all of those characteristics being very cognizant of where we are today and, and where we want to be tomorrow. The, the notion of really shaping our, our classrooms going, going forward. And I'd also suggest that it's not just about enrollment. Of course, that's what I have responsibility for from a graduate enrollment as part of my chief marketing graduate enrollment perspective. But if you talk about marketing in general, it represents the entire school and all of our stakeholders from a curriculum development standpoint. I talk about it in regards to the, the brand integrity index or the promise to performance metric. So those brand promises that we're making, are we delivering on them from a performance standpoint, right? Are we in sync from an integrity standpoint? And that's helped transform a number of things, frankly, from curriculum development, uh, an example. So, you know, one of those key pillars on, that supports our brand imperative to grow the good in business is integral leadership development. Another is experiential learning on the front lines. That how, from a curriculum perspective, are we delivering on those promises? That's really important. And we've seen some great uh, progress there as we go forward. Uh, so the data informs much more than just you know, graduate enrollment. Just wanted to kind of share that point as well. That's great. It seems it's evident that this playbook delivers huge success. But let me ask you, how confident would you be 
to say we wanted to double the enrollment at Notre Dame? Yeah, so I would say we could absolutely do it. In fact, we don't intend to do that for the right reasons, right? One, our classrooms are only so large. But importantly, we focus on quality. Quality is the, the most important thing here. Obviously, it's you know quality and quantity given the, the curriculum parameters that we have at play, number of faculty, size of classrooms, and so forth. We're very purposeful to you know be thoughtful in our growth approaches. This playbook can accelerate tremendous growth, and it has, but it's thoughtful, disciplined growth in those key areas. I'll also add, we have not increased the budget. This is not a matter of increasing budgets. It's just better use of existing budgets. That's really, really important for a lot of the listeners. I'm sure they're, they're wondering, you know, how do you get these tremendous results? It's not by increasing the budget, although that is nice, of course. It's about smarter usage of existing budgets and importantly, quantifying the return on investment from said budget. So you can improve budget based on looking at, you know, return on investment metrics. I could assert literally the dollar amount that would be required to, to double our enrollment. Because everything's instrumented. We have cost per inquiry, cost per created app, and it's different by each program, uh, all the way through the funnel, of course, to cost per enrollment from an investment. I actually prefer the word investment to expense and, uh, and cost. Well, that's very exciting. So my next question, if you're not going to use it to double the enrollment at Notre Dame, is this available to other schools, other leaders, or is this just something that's exclusive to you? Yeah, appreciate that that question. I'd uh, share a couple of comments. One, I'd be happy to have uh, conversations with uh, your listeners in terms of sharing the, the path we're on and have, in fact, uh, spent uh, a number of speaking sessions conveying this, this you know, framework approach that we have underway. Secondly, there will be a, a peer-reviewed paper coming out uh, here in the next uh, month or so that speaks to this you know, brand narrative, elevation of brand equity. So look for that coming out. And, you know, thirdly, if you're interested, I actually run a bowling consulting business. My wife actually is the one who runs the business, does a tremendous, you know, performance there in helping higher education institutions and, you know, other industries as well deploy brand strategy and smarter marketing and enrollment or, or sales activities. So happy to, to help. Very good, Will. We will give you an opportunity to give your information so people can contact you. But before we do, we're going to make you give one piece of advice for free. We always ask our guests if there is one takeaway that you could give that someone could implement today or Monday that could have some impact, what would that piece of advice be? Sure. So let me give one piece of free advice and maybe a second as well. So I really you know, would encourage everybody to think about the enrollment journey. Think about this not as you know, one moment, but the notion of journeys. That really is, is essential. It really, really does. So I'd encourage you to think about that. Encourage your teams to, to really think through those activities that take place you know, before someone shows up on your website, before they show up in your, your classroom. That, that journey is, is really, really important. And then the second, uh, you know, as I may uh, add another, we've talked about this already. It's data, right? Data, digital first 
is the key here, right? The world, how we live, work, interact, and buy has fundamentally changed uh, before the pandemic and even more so, you know, as we continue to find ourselves working our way out of this pandemic, right? This notion of digital first data matters a lot. There's still a lot of traditional techniques that are taking place across the higher education landscape. And I'd encourage you to think about digital first and shifting some of your investment accordingly to connect across that journey. It will, it will yield tremendous success. That would be my, my guidance uh, here. Wonderful, Tim. Thank you so much. This is very exciting. Now, would love to give you an opportunity to give our listeners how they can contact you if they're interested in the playbook, if they're interested in the peer review, or just to simply connect with you. Sure. So a couple ways. One, I'm on LinkedIn, certainly. Look for me there on, on LinkedIn. Secondly, Tim at bowlingconsulting.com. You can get me there or tbowling at nd.edu. Again, happy to you know engage to help. You know, really, this is such a tremendous profession. Having you know relatively recently moved into higher ed after 20 plus years in industry, I feel it's it's on us to help you know shepherd the next generation of marketeers and you know what a purposeful industry right uh, so uh, any way i can help uh, just feel free to reach out happy to to have the conversation and uh, see where it goes thank you tim and i do want to make note that bowling is b o h l i n g you've been a wonderful guest and i look forward to following you i look forward to the peer review and to learn more about the playbook thank you so much it's a pleasure spending time with you bart what are your last minute takeaways or thoughts that you can share before we wind up our episode? Yeah, I just want to point out a few things that Tim had said, and, and certainly I encourage you to go back and listen to some of the other details. But a few things, Tim's done an excellent job of articulating, I think, what I would call some basic blocking and tackling for marketing. We're talking about being authentic and distinctive in your messaging. We're talking about personas, taking the time to develop those personas per audience and per program within those audiences. I mean, you can't just say, oh, the persona's graduate you know, students. No, it's it's either MBA students or it's, you know, it's executive MBA. There's a lot of, and even within there, Tim kind of hinted at that there's even segments within each of those. So there's women in business, there's minorities, there's different ways of looking at that. So the blocking and tackling of authenticity, of distinctiveness, of personas, and especially this idea of customer journeys. You know, one of the things that we hear a lot about is, you know, customer journeys or enrollment journeys and the mapping of that and, and taking the time, just like you would with the personas, of actually documenting all of that down so that you have an idea of what are the questions that your prospective students are asking at this part of their journey and how can you create that messaging and that content that's going to answer those kinds of questions. And so I think that's really important just to kind of go back and listen to some of those points again. And then finally, I just want to really focus on the data. I, I love Tim's quote about, you know, data equals truth. You know, that is, it doesn't matter if you're a big school like Notre Dame or Purdue or University of Kentucky, or you're a really tiny school, you have access to data. You might have to figure it out and how to get to it. You might not be able to have a real fancy dashboard. You might just be doing it out of Excel or Google Sheets, but you have access to data. Drive that data, use that data, look at that data, use that data that you've got access to the funnel data. You can figure out how many apps you have. You can figure out how many, you know, what the quality of those apps, you know, how many people have matriculated. You can put that Quinfecta together for yourself and that's going to give you a lot more, it's going to give you vision on what's going on 
And it's only when you have that vision and that clarity that you can make those good decisions. And so I think that goes back to a lot of what Tim said in there at the end, just the idea of being smarter with what you have. I hear so too many schools, especially small schools that bemoan about the fact that, oh, if we just had a bigger budget, if, if we were a Notre Dame, boy, we could do that. No, it's more about the matter of using what you have and being smarter with it, using the data and apply it accordingly. So really appreciate your time today, Tim. It's been a, it's been a wonderful lesson. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure being with you. I wish everyone the best. The Higher Ed Marketer Podcast is sponsored by Kaler Solutions, an education marketing and branding agency, and by Think Patented, a marketing execution company combining print, data, and personalization for campaign success. On behalf of my co-host, Bart Kaler, I'm Troy Singer. Thank you for joining us. You've been listening to The Higher Ed Marketer. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you're listening with Apple Podcasts, we'd love for you to leave a quick rating of the show. Simply tap the number of stars you think the podcast deserves. Until next time.